0: T.F.G. Football is an IVM production and you can also check out their other awesome shows like The Scene and the Unseen hosted by Amit Verma where he discusses topics related to economic policies and its impact on our society. You're listening to T.F.G. Football. Good day, everyone. Uh, welcome to a brand new episode of the TFG Indian Football Podcast. Uh, today is a great day. Today is a special day for me because uh, Chiranjit Oja will not be talking. It's only going to be me. Chiranjit, is that right? No response. So all that means is Chiranjit is not on the show and that is just uh, leaving me to talk about uh, what's happening in the Indian football scene over the weekend and what we can look forward uh, in this coming week. So obviously we have the Super Cup that's going on, I-League versus ISL. Da-da-dang, da-da-dang, da-da-dang. And there we have quarterfinal one uh, being played out uh, in over the weekend. East Bengal edging out as all FC. Ah, what What a game that was. I think even if you did not catch the game live... Uh, when you watch the highlights, you know that this game shouldn't have been w- missed at all. Uh, that close of a game, chances after chances. I think uh, East Bengal did look very strong, uh, especially in the first half. A lot of controversial decisions there, especially the last-minute penalty given away. But obviously, I will not uh, disagree with the decision of the referee. It was a clear penalty. Uh, but uh, the winner will be decided uh, in the 94th minute. Extra time. Now, how close could we get... Uh, Being again uh, heading into to the extra time of uh, the the Super Cup, we've seen uh, uh, too many games getting into the into the extra time and also to the penalties. But it wasn't to be, and as all you know, unlucky to uh, lose out. And uh, East Bengal are the first team through to the semi-finals, and uh, we will see how how that pans out. Uh, Moving ahead, uh, we have uh, games coming up. in the Super Super Cup. Uh, so Mohan Bagan will be taking on Shillong Lajong FC. Uh, I, my, my predictions over here, uh, since Chiranjit is also not available, I think this is going to be a great matchup, uh, obviously. I'm supporting Shilong Lojong and Mohan Bagan do not stand a chance, you know. The dependencies on uh, players always cost them and this is going to be another reason that Mohan Bagan are, are not looking that sharp, as sharp as ever. Uh, Shilong Lojong, all the best to you. I hope you win. And uh, Jamshedpur will be taking on Goa, all ISL class there in another quarterfinal. Bengaluru. And so is Bengaluru also, uh, being there in the quarterfinal, uh, talking about uh, Bengaluru FC, uh, we should be talking about uh, the AFC match coming up uh, very soon. Uh, Bengaluru will be taking on New Radiant from the Maldives, and uh, Oscar Bruzon is in charge of that team. I think they're doing just uh, fantastic uh, in their local league as well. Looking by uh, how, how they've been faring, uh, I think it's this is a great team to. Uh, come into facing Bengaluru FC. Now both teams have played; uh, they've been undefeated in the group E so far, and uh, that's going to be interesting. Uh, so this will be this uh, leg will be played at uh, Bengaluru uh, Kanteerava Stadium. Uh, will be witnessing two unbeaten teams uh, clashing against each other, and uh, just looking at the the record of um, the Maldives uh, League and New Radiant. Uh, Unbeaten in there in that league as well. Uh, 10 points from four games. Uh, That means zero losses, one draw out of that. Uh, That means uh, three out of four are victories for uh, Oscar Bruzon's side. We obviously know how good he can be with uh, teams and especially uh, with teams who he's been in charge from the season start. Uh, So that game is on uh, the 10th i believe yes that's on the ten that's tomorrow uh we will get you updates on on that match as well uh heading on to a A whole new angle of uh, the AFC and FIFA recommendations that have been put out, Uh, some talks and some news uh, rumors being uh, shared uh, on Twitter and other social media that uh, it's unofficial, it's uh, unconfirmed that uh, AFC has uh, put out uh, those recommendations for the merger of I S L and I League, uh, so we did. Uh, have a story on our website. Uh, Chiranjit uh, did write a take on that. Do go through it if you haven't already. Uh, so on the same lines, uh, Chiranjit had an exclusive chat with Second Division Fateh Hyderabad uh, FC owner uh, Yogesh Moria, and uh, this is a great uh, in-depth conversation uh, that you want to get into. Uh, you know the nitty-gritties of uh, a second division side. You now how it affects uh, what all things have uh, have uh, can be different for the second division side because uh, we, we've always talked about top division top division i-league ISL uh, it's always the uh, tug of war that who's going to be the uh, which league is going to be the top uh, flight of Indian football but then uh, it, it's also interesting to see how second division also pans out and uh, here is an exclusive chat uh, with Yogesh Maurya Chiranjit uh, is into the conversation let's head on
1: so, uh, are you enjoying the start, in, you know, the early phases of the season? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. In uh, uh a good competition. Yeah, what do, what do you think of the Second Division League this season? Uh, is it uh, looking more interesting this season because uh, in the Second Division, uh, ISL teams and all?
2: Yeah, I think that's been a good addition. I think it's um, added a, a new element. It's added more interest. The only thing that I think... Uh, so it's not in our favor of the length and the the scheduling. I mean, um, um, just to play over two months and then to play in this kind of weather. Yeah. Um, and, you know, 10 games is more than last year's first round with the six. But now the second round, if, if he makes it, is mm. only three games. Uh, it, it, the format is also not the greatest, but... Uh, I'm hoping that over time we realize that we need more games and more time.
1: Mm, but uh, like, don't you think uh, this sort of gives you a? I mean, let's say uh, let's let's um, assume that Fateh uh, Hyderabad is a club that's trying to cause an upset uh, and uh, gain an entry into the I League in this season. Uh, shorter top round is kinda more beneficial to you that way, isn't it?
2: Uh, see, uh, I don't know about that. Um, it just depends, you know, first of all, the format is the, format. It's the same for all teams. Yeah. Um, so, but, uh, I don't think, uh, the, uh, a shorter season and, a a shorter knockout format is the best way. I don't think that is the true way of doing it. The best way is, you know, one table, and double leg. Yeah. Uh, you can't achieve that because of the travel and the number of games. Um, and the way we were doing it the last two years was actually reasonable. Yeah. Because, you know, no one could argue with the last two champions. They legitimately were the two best teams that won the mm. last few years, uh, Dempo and Naroka. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Minerva finished a very close second. So, you know, now, um, it's different. So, yeah. I, I'm personally not in favor of uh, a shorter format in second round. We've increased the number of teams, yet we've reduced the number of games.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, do you think this is to uh, you know, control cost and uh, just get done with it, and we'll do it in a shorter time?
2: Well, you know, I'm, I'm not criticizing anyone here. They had a World Cup year. The High League and ISL took place yeah. at the same time. There are a lot of reasons why we sort of we're we're stuck on the back end of the calendar, um, mm. and yeah, you know, naturally there's some cost issues. Apparently, so I, I get that, but I think if we're looking at developing Indian football players, um, whether you're in the lower division or in the top division, mm. and 15 games a year is nowhere near enough. I mean, you've got kids of the same age across Europe and South America playing, you know, 50, 60 games.
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, we're nowhere right now. So I keep saying it. I've been saying it for three years. We have to figure out a way to increase the number of games, and if it means more regional and local competition before the national round that's structured, Mm. then maybe we gotta we gotta do it.
1: Yeah, actually, I was I actually wanted to ask you about that. Uh, You know, you're based out of Hyderabad, where I don't think you have uh, too many quality clubs who can uh, you know give proper competition to a, a second division team. Uh, in, in the in the local region so for you the option best option is to travel around and play in cup tournaments uh around the country but uh are there do you do you think there are uh good enough options for you to uh you know get like a good 35 40 games a season uh like no, enough you know? exactly right not letting
2: really out and that's you know uh, a challenge like we have a pretty young team that we want to get as many games as we can together, and uh, it's difficult because let's look at it from a different perspective. Our last game of last year's second division was May 28th. Mm. We played the first game this year on, uh, I think it was March 17th. Mm. So you're talking about almost 10 months to the day from the last whistle of last season Mm. before you kick off the next year. That's a huge gap. So... You know, that's difficult to fill whether you're playing in a, a state league or not. And uh, But if somehow yeah. there's a way to put everybody in India on the same calendar mm. and your local city competition is one level that, say, gets you 15 games and then your, your regional competition, which may include some border states that are nearby, the cost isn't heavy, gets you somehow 15 games, mm. then, you know, coming through that, you qualify for a national campaign, which is another 15 games. Now you're talking, you got 45 games. And if it's a unified calendar, now the, the technical is in alignment with the commercial because now your commercial people can go and say, Hey, here, this is the schedule. This is the exposure. This is what you can tell a sponsor. So we're missing that mm. basically. And if you're in a place that has a better organization locally, you can get more games. We don't, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of teams don't. Yeah,
1: we're
2: in our boat.
1: Yeah, uh, just spitballing here. Uh, you know, you are you're pretty close uh, geographically to let's say Pune and Mumbai, and where there are uh, two or three uh, clubs. Uh, I mean, let's say Pune City Reserves or uh, Mumbai City Reserves uh, who who take part in second division, uh, but. They they don't re- I mean Mumbai City doesn't have a reserve team uh, I think right now, uh, but you know you, is it possible for a few teams like that uh, who are close by geographically to just band together and form a cup tournament? Uh, and uh,
2: yeah, well, well, we went uh, and played Pune City reserves in preseason because we were looking for a nearby game. Yeah, but I can tell you, even going to Pune and playing two games with them was not uh, inexpensive. Yeah. Okay, and you're talking about taking your squad, your staff, and, you know, we didn't play with proper recovery. We, To save costs, we played on less than 48 hours of recovery, and we played two matches. Yeah. So, you know, you have a day to travel. You need a day to recover. You can't play the day after traveling that. Then you have a day of the game. Then you have a, an off day and then another game. And then you either try and leave that night of that game where you have to stay an extra night. So you're talking about five to six nights. Yeah that you're accommodating, you know, twenty four plus people. So it's not it's not inexpensive to do that. But the point is the motivation.
3: Right? Mm-hmm.
2: If there's a structure which is oriented nationally and it's not that every state just does whatever they want to, yeah. then there's a different motivation for everyone to participate and and if there's a calendar that's unified, then everybody can organize and take better decisions.
3: Mm.
2: Right now, it's just helter-skelter. I mean, we didn't know until, uh, what was it, mid-February what the Second Division schedule was. It, if, actually, that when it was happening roughly, it was uh, last week of February or first week of March, I think, that the final schedule actually came out. Yeah. So, it. it it's not an easy environment to take decisions on how you plan things and then you know the date for signing players has been extended to May 5th I mean yeah. you know the co- the integrity of the competition gets compromised because if you try to put your team we put our team together very early and uh, you know that's proven to be uh, possibly a mistake because all of a sudden uh, players become available from, from higher divisions and we've tried to improve our team by, by also signing some of those players but it's difficult it's not easy yeah
1: so uh, what do you think like this uh, holding uh, the second division at a different time in a different format uh, with the altered player availability issue uh, how different do you think this uh, this season is going to be for second division clubs and how different is your team looking from last season
2: um well if you look at the clubs and, and the reserves their participation if there's a a desire hmm. uh for supporting a longer season and format, I think that, you know, it would be great to to play, you know, 20 games. Yeah. And in in, if you're going to do a round, a, 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 a zonal round kind of format and have, you know, maybe north and south or keep it divided like this, but play more games, you know? I mean, uh that... You know, I think there's enough appetite there. It it gives more reason for even the reserve teams to be together because it's hard for the reserve teams to get games too. I mean, uh, it's not easy. So that's one thing I think we should do is extend the season and the length. Mm. Um, How are we looking? We're the same. You know, we're a young team. We don't. You know really go for too many experienced older players usually we usually sign a few of those like last year, and then we're typically young and you know we we don't like to to spend too much on player wages and it's the same way we're young, but uh we're exciting, we're interesting. we got some young players that are very exciting, they need games um um and um you know I think the competition has been good you know we didn't we were a little unlucky in the first two games uh not to at least make a point um and now we've gone two games and taken uh, four points which is good and we're looking forward to to the next game
1: yeah so you know uh super cup is happening and uh i league and isl teams are play, playing out pre- pretty close games uh so it seems like uh, you know the the quality the myth of uh, quality difference between the two leagues it it doesn't really stand up uh, you know they're pretty competitive with each other what do you think? You know, given the example of uh, Neroca being there, I saw FC being there, uh, of uh, you know playing in second division and then coming up and uh, playing in I League, what do you think your club? Uh, how do you think your club will fare if if you get promoted to I League right now with this quality team? I mean, we listen. They have five foreigners
2: on the field. Let's yeah. We have to certainly add some pieces, but there are teams and players in the second division who can play in the I-League. There's no doubt. And even there's a couple of players here and there. We have at least one player who I feel is ISL ready, if not two. Mm. Now, So the gap isn't as big as people uh, may think. The second thing, obviously in the super cup, you know, it's clear the I-League teams are hungry. They're motivated because these players want to prove something. You know, they yeah. don't get as much attention as the ISL teams and players and, and most of them aren't paid as much. So, yeah. you know, they, they got something to prove. Uh, and I just think uh, all the excuse makers, uh, it, it just should stop. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we we lost two games. We got to live with it. You know, you got, mm-hmm. uh, ISL teams are losing. You played 18 games. I mean, kids the same age all over the world, I just said, are playing, you know, 40, 50, 60. I think in... Uh, you know, the case of the top teams, it's more than 60 games when you add, uh, uh, and then you add national team duty. Yeah. Seven games in a year. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And you're telling me that these kids have to play in 18 games? They can't come and play three or four more games?
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I mean, it's such a big, big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, you're getting covered on HDTV, national television. You're playing under the lights in a decent stadium. And you can't go and play three, four more games and and put yourself out there and compete. Mm. That's that's taking taking the, the game for granted to me. And I think it's honestly, I think it's a joke.
1: Yeah, so, of course, uh, there's, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, negative uh, attention towards the uh, the ISO Cup being held, uh, you know, just being stuck into the end of the season, much like second division this time. Uh, it's like they, they just want to get done with it, uh, with the organizing. Uh, but coming back uh, to... Well, yeah, yeah, but hang on, yeah. hang on. You, you just said something. I mean, listen, they had a World Cup year.
2: The two yeah. leagues were played simultaneously. Uh, maybe they need some time to figure out how to it's a fair point to play the cup during the year I I, I like that Mm. but give them some time to figure out how to organize that in Mm. the meantime this competition can offer something good if the attitude is always you know negative going into something you're going to get negativity out how about hey let's go play you only played 18 games I mean just for the development of the Indian players you need to play more games
3: hmm
2: I I, I just, uh, I'm sorry, but, you know, these players are getting, you know, housed in five-star hotels, they're getting treated like, you know, it's Messi and Ronaldo here, and you can't go and play three or four more games? Oh, we're making such a big mountain out of this.
1: Yeah, true. Uh, Agree. competition. Go out and play. (laughs) Yeah, true. Uh, So it's, uh, you know, just... Looking at uh you know how the how the season it's is. It's just a yeah. bunch of
2: whining. I, I I I I'm I'm sorry, but you know, it's it's also disrespectful to, to all the people who are going out there and not getting paid anything and volunteering their time. So many parents, coaches are out there on these grounds and yeah. you can't go out there and play three or four games with the type of money you're getting paid <laughs> and the attention.
1: True. It's a joke. True. It, uh it's a joke to me to hear that. So I. Ivo, how do you think? Uh, how do you think Super Cup would uh, benefit if it was uh, expanded uh, to include second division teams? Like uh, early on in like the season, club. You get like play any to I
2: don't think I, I don't. Yeah. Think you need need answer that. It's like any cup. It just creates more interest. You have more teams getting an opportunity to to get get a platform in and, and and play the best teams. When you play the best teams, you get better. I mean, that's the
1: idea. Mm. So you know you, uh, you are in a situation uh, where uh, you know a, a full season i mean uh, we spoke uh, a few uh, months back uh, on the podcast and uh, you explained how uh, having a full season team doesn't really work out for most uh, second division clubs uh, and you have a even shorter season this time maybe it will be better next time we'll uh, we're hopeful for that but you're in a situation where playing in the second division doesn't give you enough space to, you know, do constructive work, work with the team or the players. So, you know, going up there and playing in the I-League is is a big step up, uh, you know, for, for a club to do all that and, and also get more attention and uh, be in the limelight. Uh, but again, uh, we have... Uh, yeah, you know where I'm going uh, with the, You know, we're going to have a restructuring and, uh, you know, that it's there's not not going to be any more promotion, delegation, and all of that. Uh, it seems like that's what this AFC-FIFA report that, that, that got submitted uh, a few days ago. It's a bit complicated whether it got submitted or not. Uh, some AFC and FIFA big wigs have come out and said uh, it, it's not official, But then I have uh, confirmed uh, independently that it is official, it is a final report, which for some reason is being denied from the top. So assuming assuming that that's a legit uh, uh, proposition made by uh, AFC and FIFA that, okay, uh, let's have uh, a unification in 2019-20 and uh, no more promotion relegation for now. Uh, how does that make you feel as a as a second division club or, or a lower league club? Because maybe in this season, next season, you do win the second division and suddenly you are in the top division. Suddenly, uh, you are maybe being told you won't get to play in the top division. Long question. Well,
2: <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, th- th- there is no person who is a fan of sports yeah. and is a fan of football yeah. around the world and honestly tell me that promotion and validation is bad.
3: Mm.
2: And I think Sir Alex Ferguson, like he was asked this question once, and I, I forget his response. He's
1: something like it would be... This he, said, he said it would be suicide for uh, lower league yeah. uh, clubs, especially uh, championship clubs. He, he,
2: it, it's the best system, dude, because obviously it's creating uh, a motivation uh, for, for all teams and the other teams not to get drunk. Yeah. Well, no. As a sporting fan, I don't even think the teams who are protected would tell you from their heart that it's good not to have promotion and relegation. Mm. It's antithetical to everything that sports is supposed to be about.
3: Mm.
2: Right? So, I mean, that'll tell you what I think. But, you know, there's commercial interest. People are investing a lot of money. They have a, a right to have a say with how they want to protect their investment. So... I understand all the the arguments on the side of not having promotion and relegation. I really do. I can appreciate that. But it's for me as a purist, and just as somebody who likes competition, and I, I, it just goes against everything in your in my in my body and my DNA not to have it.
0: All right, that's some deep talk, but uh, not too deep already. Uh, it's only halfway through the conversation, and uh, uh, we will hear more from uh, these two guys talking about Indian football. Uh, what could be possibly going wrong? Uh, uh, you know, as I'm assuming, uh, the merger is is already in in transition. There, uh, the work is also, is also to be beginning in the background, and uh, we will hear more on this. Uh, uh, we will take a break uh, right now and on the other side we will continue talking to uh, chiranjit continues talking to uh, yogesh morya of Fatih hyderabad fc uh, come back to us after the break shunya one shunya one shunya one shunya one
1: a billion dollar acquisition Another copycat got up No, the tech world in India is surely moving double the speed of this voiceover
0: Tune in to Shunya One every Tuesday to catch
1: us talking to the smartest people we know on the IBM Podcast website, app or wherever you get your podcasts from
0: Welcome back, listeners. Uh, we are in conversation uh, with uh, Yogesh Moria of Fateh Hyderabad FC. Uh, Chiranjit continues to talking to him on uh, you know how this affects uh, the second division clubs. Uh, it, it's important to know the perspective of uh, second division. Uh, that's going to be you know an open league, obviously uh, down the line. That's what we hope for uh, uh, because second division uh, will have promotion rele- relegation. That means. Uh, Two teams from either two or multiple or one or whatever will be getting a chance to enter the top division of uh, of, of India and uh, that will also mean uh, second division will get two teams out of the top top league, uh, the top flight uh, being relegated into the second division. So it's interesting to know the thoughts about uh, uh, the, the second division club here. So Chiranjit continues to talk uh, to Yogesh Moria. Let's head on to the conversation. So
1: what I was saying is that the uh, argument against it is that uh, some clubs need uh, that um, amount of security uh, because of the huge investment that they have made in the sport, uh, so that you know they get they are encouraged to make that investment and the sport can grow initially. Uh, is is that a legitimate uh, you know uh, point to make? You think?
2: Yeah, I I don't think that's an unfair point based on the way they have structured the ISL. And mm-hmm. the demand of investment, but remember, a lot of owners have been investing as well for a long time, and
3: yeah.
2: you know their money is valuable to them as well. Mm-hmm. So to to just uh, arbitrarily relegate anybody who's not in the ISL is also um, you know that's that's a little unfair. I think anyone can see each other's point.
1: Yeah, but one thing that yeah.
2: one let me tell you one thing Jim that I can see, which i am um, you know i uh, i I don't think again that I'm saying anything that isn't black and white obvious look the player the player' salaries have escalated to an unbelievable point now, yeah, so we've created a lead to i s l which is wonderful I mean the competition is better in terms of the organization, the marketing the media angles. The pitches, the type of foreign players who were coming here um you've seen some some really interesting coaches come here um but in this structure, we've created a system where, from what I can see, a lot of the players are being paid a hefty amount if you mark them to market against other players globally, okay. So yeah. the challenge here is the cost structure that's been created because of the wages which have been escalated by the investors.
1: So yeah, but but that is uh, partly due to uh, some ISL teams not having a good scouting network and they're just going for... No, 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 a no, no but, see, but, but, but
2: what is but? If you're going to escalate the pricing of the assets because the money supply has gone up, yeah. then you're going to get this kind of cost structure. and. Listen, it isn't a miracle that these teams are losing in the Super Cup. Yeah. These have been competitive games. Yes, can you argue that the ISL teams are seeing less motivated and if they were more motivated, maybe they would have missed some of these games? You can argue that.
1: But that's motivation. You can't quantify motivation, right? Yeah, that's what I'm I'm trying to say. On
2: paper, paper, yes. you, You have to, on balance, on paper, I would say the foreigners in the NSL are better. I would say the majority of the Indian players you could say are better, but it's not as big a gap as you think. Yeah, That's what the Super Cup has shown. Now, one is giving you X for so much cost. The other is giving you Y for so much minus cost, Mm. right? Yeah. So, you know, a little of this is our own doing in how we structure things. Mm. you know, we've made the decision to, to pay what we're paying as owners. Now I'm in the second division and we don't, we don't have the means. I, I, I mean, I understand someone who's putting in that kind of money exponentially more than me. I, I completely respect that they want protection, but you know, uh, down in my level where we're not even getting any attention, really very little, it's gotten better, but uh, our games aren't televised. Okay. There's not much coverage, Mm. Um, you know we're putting in just solely based on our passion. there's really no protection. The format changes every year. the schedule changes every year we We have to fight against losing the core of our squad uh because of the the time gap between the start of one season and another. So anyone who's investing is investing in a treacherous kind of situation, mm. whether you're an i f l owner an i lead owner
1: or a second-division
2: club, or
1: you're just an academy. Mm. But there, there's a flip, flip side to that uh, restructuring argument, is that it's also going to standardize the lower leagues. So whether it's League 1 or League 2, uh, below ISL, uh, maybe there will not be a direct promotion available to uh, ISL, but the the leagues will be better organized, they will be better marketed, they, they will probably live-stream yeah, the lower I'm leagues. not against the... I,
2: I really think the first plan... Yeah. Pardon me, but the first plan when we spoke earlier, I told you I was in favor of it. Yeah. I didn't have a problem that there was not promotion renovation. You mm. asked me a question of how do I feel about it.
1: Yeah,
2: As a purist, I, of course I would never support their, uh, that kind of uh, proposal. But mm. in terms of is it good, well, what's the alternative? The alternative is what we have now. Now, for the second division, this alternative isn't great. Mm. But if you're talking about a, Keeping two leagues the way the IFL and I League are running concurrently, honestly, I actually don't think it's it's the worst
1: system based on what I've seen. Mm. So you you think uh, having two leagues as uh, separate uh, is is, is it sustainable in the long run? Is it? I actually,
2: I actually don't see uh, why it's such a big problem. Mm. When I look at what's going on this year for the second division teams, it's not great, yeah. right? The merge situation is arguably better for us because of the reasons you pointed out um, at this moment. But if the second division, it, it, getting the second division um, uh, a longer schedule and better, you know, a better calendar and a better format, that's like ha- should have nothing to do with whether it's one league or not. Mm. That should happen anyway. If we're trying to develop players, and we consider the developmental kind of side of things, shouldn't that happen just? Because it should be a part of our technical
1: plan. Yeah. So So, uh, you know. Yeah. So so I mean, in an ideal world, uh, we don't have to make that promotion relegation trade-off, but uh, but we get um, a more uh, standardized and uh, better organized lower division. Uh, But you know, so so you just uh, you know just uh, taking on that uh, on the thread that you said uh, you know it's it's uh, maybe it's okay to keep the two leagues separate. Uh we have, uh, you know, I-League cl- uh, matches happening at 2 p.m. on uh, weekdays uh, because uh, the best slots go to ISL anyway. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, for, for I-League clubs or, or even you, I mean, I'm pretty sure your players don't want to go out there and play at 2 p.m. or, or 10 a.m. as you sometimes have well, to. Well, yeah, I
2: mean, that's a challenge. But listen, Maroka and I got 10, 15,000 people coming at 2 p.m.
1: Yeah but, but they they have to they're playing because uh, they have to they, they didn't have floodlights if they had floodlights Yeah, that I know be that
2: but, but they're still filling their their stadium I'm I'm only pointing out to you that even with the the unfortunate timings
3: yeah okay yeah
2: if you build a football culture yeah. and have a football culture in your region which is mm-hmm. uh you know spectator oriented yeah okay uh you you you'll be successful with
1: yeah the, the east, yeah. Bengal, uh, east, east bengal east bengal minerva yeah just east bengal Mon- uh, minerva punjab match uh, monday 2 pm uh, that got sold out at barasat uh, yeah. and and then there was a protest against the home team so you know <laughs> it's, it's it's like that uh, so but but just uh, just looking at that you know uh, India doesn't really seem to have that option of keeping I-League and ISL uh, separate for long because uh, there is that uh, clause in the uh, report that says uh, India might get suspended uh, Indian clubs might get suspended from uh, uh, participating in international competitions uh, if if there is not a reunification by uh, 2018 1920 19, so well obviously that's
2: going to be in there because if FIFA allows two leagues to continue what do you think some of these other countries, people are going to want to start new leagues. Yeah. And they're going to say that we should get uh, Premier or whatever the top division uh, status assigned to us. Mm-hmm. So I understand why, you know, uh, uh, FIFA by its statute is basically saying what it has to. You yeah. have to have one week. I mean, I know in Indonesia they had suspended them, right? Yeah. When there were two weeks, uh Obviously, they can't allow this to continue very long because there's going to be people in other countries who are going to say hey why can't we start another first division league
1: yeah right so it is what it is yeah and also also there is that um, promotion relegation timeline that we have uh, in place and and that that is what uh, sort of interests me uh, as a fan uh, to get your perspective on uh, is that Okay, let's say let's say uh, within the next uh, season or two, you you make it uh, to the next level. Uh, it will it may be I League, it may be League One, right? And and there is no there is no way to uh, you know even if you win, you don't get to uh, get promoted to ISL, right? Now there there is scenario A and scenario B. Scenario A is you know promotion relegation is gonna come back but you don't have a season or a year on the table that you don't know when it's going to come back. And this scenario B, you know, uh, that, uh, you can't get promoted now, but you know that five years or six years down the line, uh, they're going to open up promotion delegation. Uh, how would you approach both situations, both scenarios here? Just well, in both scenarios,
0: you're
2: basically saying in, in one, there's no promotion and relegation. In the other one, you know it's coming, but it's going to be a few years down the road.
1: Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, one one you don't know it. may be next year you it, But there's there's no year on the table, which which is kind of how uh, you know AI officials have been treating it. They've been saying, yeah, there's going to be promotion relegation later again. But I, I think is- that I think that for
2: me and our football club right now to set out and say we're going to get promoted is a you know that's a it's very difficult to do that with the resources Mm. we have in our approach. And Mm. I've told you all the challenges that are associated with doing that from our region. Mm. Okay. So, uh, number one, even if they say it's going to happen on this date, you know, there's there's only going to be one team or two teams or whatever it is that get promoted anyway. That's the first thing. So Mm -hmm. you're not guaranteed to win the competition and get promoted. Uh, What I do is do what I'm doing now. We have a young team and we don't, you know, we we don't get into contracts with players that we can't afford.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
2: basically the the rule. And if you get if if we were to somehow get up to the I league whatever, this year, next year, year after, whenever that is, uh we follow the same policy. We keep playing young players and you know, you have to mix and match with a little of experience and try and survive and stay up and keep developing younger players and building assets.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, but yeah, but I just wanted to get you uh, into into the nuances here with you because scenario A, you don't know when promotion relegation is coming back, but you want to get promoted. Like you, you really, you really, uh, as a lower league club, you want to get into ISL. So you know, there's only one way open to you to get into ISL is to uh, buy into it as an expansion team and uh, pay franchise fees. So that's a very different course of action that you have to pursue. And on the option B, if you really want to, uh, you know, compete for a promotion, then you know that four years down the line, it's going to open up again, so you can, uh, you know, have a financial model where, on that season, you suddenly become very uh, competitive and uh, try to win your way up to the ISL. I, I I
2: think that um, right now we're on option B for now. Yeah. It's, it's you know, we're using our resources right now. We're building our infrastructure. Yeah. We're invested in our premier sport business, which now has over 1,000 children in it. It's going to grow. Yeah, And that's a revenue stream coming into the club. Um, mm-hmm. We desperately need our own infrastructure for a lot of reasons. We're putting our money into that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, player wages are restricted for that reason. And I'd rather take, as of now, from everything I see, I like the slow and steady paths I like that 80% of our team is under the age of 23. Mm. I think it's a better way for us, given my situation, to go and keep building, keep building experience, keep building these foundation blocks that we have. And if at some moment investing and buying in presents itself and it makes sense for us, maybe we'll do it. If it's the other way, maybe we'll make a plan to try and do it that way. But I I just feel from everything I see, uh, our approach uh, works for us,
1: which hmm. is slow and steady. Yeah, but it's it's about that. Uh, I'm just trying to get into that motivation factor once again. That Yeah, some clubs, of course. Yeah.
2: You have to have an ambition. Yeah. I mean, that. that's what I was getting at when I answered your question about promotion and relegation. Initially, I told you it's just against everything that, it, it, to me, that competition is about. Hmm. You have to have an ambition and a desire. That that drives and fuels every action in your club. Off the pitch and
1: on the pitch. Yeah, but you know there are different kinds of desires at work here. There, there's that uh, potential desire from some clubs to just get in, get to the situation that okay, we're gonna invest, we're gonna buy into a franchise that's that's gonna uh, you know create a sudden burst of investment, maybe in infrastructure, maybe uh, in whatever way uh, in the local football scene. And there's that other kind of desire where they want to develop the team and uh, you know be competitive. Uh, to when the when the so that when the time and opportunity comes they can win their way up, right? So it's 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 two different kind of desires that get stoked uh, by either having a year on the table when uh, the leagues are going to open up again, and one not having it. So so which do you think works better? It's it's two contrasting philosophies. Uh, which do you think can work better for Indian football? Not just for. Your club necessarily? No but.
2: doubt. No doubt to me, the second scenario is a much better way to do it, but it forces one into much longer term thinking. Yeah. Okay, and that's that's a hard one uh, because eh, I get it. You know, there's a lot of demand for now and now. I, I understand that. And now, you know, the investors are in in the ISO and I League um, for for quite a big sum. Even the I League owners, it's not uh, inexpensive to be in there. Mm-hmm. yes it's probably value for money when you compare it versus the ISL but there's demands to get certain results now I, I, I can understand that the 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 latter way of doing it requires uh, a lot more patience
3: mm-hmm.
2: and um you know a lot more willingness to invest in in youth and use funds a little bit differently mm-hmm. than player wages um and that's something that uh, may not fly
1: so uh, do you think so so you think for Indian football to develop uh, the second that second scenario is more effective than uh just uh no doubt giving in my mind no
2: doubt in my mind, based on everything I've seen, the second scenario would be a wiser move um but look, there's a lot of investment appetite,
3: so yeah.
2: you can't. You know, and people wanted to invest in the Indian Super League. If if someone had gone to all the donors and said, hey, we're going to ask you for 40, 50 crores a year to invest in youth development and infrastructure development, you may have not gotten the type of buy-in that they got. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you also have to kind of move in the direction where the money supply is. The market wanted this. The investment market wanted this. So Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't fault anyone for for us going ahead with this in Indian football, I think Mm. it was going to happen. The only thing I'm pointing out is the consequences of all this is... And I I don't begrudge any player for getting paid what they're getting paid. Mm. The consequence of all this is we have overpaid players. Mm. And that creates a a vicious cycle to support this. Mm. And if you're sitting in the shoes I'm in with all that uncertainty, yeah. you can't take the right decision as to whether you should step on the pedal and accelerate or wait. If you're sitting with, if you're flush with certain financial resources, then it, it, the decision to me is clear. You should buy
1: in, yeah. you know.
2: Then the decision is clear. You should definitely buy in but, kind of resources. But, but
1: yeah, but then again, uh, if, you, if you have a year on the table, uh, that might discourage you from buying in because... Uh, hey, the leaks are going to open up three years later, so why would you spend... Of course. Yeah. of course, of course,
2: of course. And that's the fair argument to the investor who's put in all that franchise fee, Yeah. that all of a sudden now it's opened up and people don't have to pay a fee. I, I completely respect that argument, as I told you. But like I said, we've created this situation by... And again, I don't mean any disrespect to anyone. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not an ISO owner. I'm not an i owner. I own a small team in the second division. I operate on a very small budget. Mm-hmm. These players are getting overpaid.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I say that from not just a commercial economic perspective.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I say that just based on technical valuation of players on a pitch.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And Dude, that creates, yeah. once that happens, it creates a problem. Yeah.
1: But do you think uh, having an open league sort of mitigates that situation? Because going back to, uh, you know, before ISL, uh, you had clubs like Dempo, Isvingal, Mohan Bagan, Churchill, who used to pay players a lot. And then you also had uh, the other smaller clubs who did not uh, pay their uh, players that much money. But because if there was no standardized uh, financial system, uh, you know, ev- ev- everything just worked out on its own. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, you you, you got to look at.
2: There's always going to be some clubs who have better financial resources and are going to um, pay players arguably more than they work. But also, some clubs I think are a victim of their own success. The, the players who they want know that it's a big club and they're going to ask for more money. Yeah. Okay. The valuation is just going up because it's. It, it's you know I'm sure Bangalore has to pay a premium because they're Bangalore. Yeah. You know now they're they're so successful is difficult. So you can't begrudge them for having to pay out certain money for players. I I can completely understand that. But to go to your point, there is a way to to build teams on a budget. It just takes time. It takes patience. It takes uh, experience and expertise. And, you know, uh, I think that having promotion and relegation won't necessarily um, change the habits Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that has the big impact on the player wages because you, you can just see the activity that's going on since the ISO ended. I mean, or even before some of the new player contracts that have been signed. I mean, mm-hmm. um, there's, there's flush capital teams want to compete and get that opportunity to be in that top four and maybe win and play in the AFC and teams are throwing money at these players. It's very clear, clearly mm-hmm. happening. mm mm-hmm now whether there was promotion and relegation i don't think that would change now in fact in fact it might in fact even increase further
3: because
2: hmm. it's not about the structure why this has happened this is about like i said it's the want what do the what do the investors want they want results now and they're uh, i think the temptation is to go with you know quote unquote proven players hmm. um and, you know, you mentioned scouting. It all plays into the fact that, you know, take a look at Buna. I mean, they spent the least money in the draft. and They, they finished top four. And for, if they weren't for a couple of unlucky results, they might have finished higher.
3: Mm.
2: That's that's impressive. But, you know, uh, Rudnium has, you're talking about 15 years of experience. <laughs> it, yeah. it takes a lot of... It takes a lot of experience. He's he's you know proven himself over and over. He did that at Bangor too. You know, people said Bangor spent a lot of money. They didn't the first couple of years. Yeah. So it takes it takes that experience and knowledge and and, and uh,
1: ability to do it that way. So uh, so it so you think uh, having having that kind of a, a system in place uh, which incentivizes uh, clubs to just earn that experience, go through that. Early initial pain and uh, learn from it, and slowly get on a path for development, rather than just throwing money at uh, at everything and getting things uh, expecting no, things I to think, be solved.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're uh, I, I I almost there. I I, I uh, you're touching right on it. I think that if you expand the number of teams, like I said, you're always going to have the, the economically flush teams.
3: Yeah.
2: Right who are going to invest more in their assets. But you're going to have more clubs who are willing to jump in the game and play, you know, if you want to call it money ball, money ball, and give it a shot with whatever resources they can afford and try and compete. Because going back to what you said, there'll be an ambition and a motivation to achieve something. Yeah. And that's how it is in all the leagues. There's there's big clubs in all the countries who have bigger slices of the revenue pie Yeah. and they invest more the bigger clubs. The ones on the bottom, I mean, now in places like the Premier League where the, the revenue share has increased for the television and it's gotten greater and greater,
3: mm.
2: even the, the quote-unquote bottom-of-the-table teams have good budgets to invest in on any given day. They can beat a top-of-the-table team. Mm. So that sort of Parity has increased in, the, in in terms of uh, evening out the competition more. But here in India, you know, we don't have those kinds of revenues and revenues to share yet at this moment. Mm. But if you increase the number of teams uh, and add promotion and relegation, I think that the total pie goes up. The total valuation and the bigger clubs get a bigger valuation. It's like, you know, that's the same. you know, if you lift the bottom, the top goes higher. Mm. So... I actually think the one big advantage of adding promotion relegation for the big clubs is their valuation should go much higher. Yeah. Because they're the most valuable amongst so many clubs. Mm. Right?
3: Yeah.
1: So
2: that's how I look at
1: it. Mm. So you know you absolutely yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, you brought us back to that uh, idea of expansion now. Uh, that AFC FIFA report also uh, has talked out uh, uh, an expansion process, uh, so to speak. They want the uh, top division, which will be ISL, to expand to uh, 16 teams by uh, 2022, maybe or 23. So now they have, uh, you know, there are two ways to do that. Uh, one may be just to, uh, you know, keep the uh, keep the uh, leagues open. You don't really get anybody, but you uh, promote somebody from the from the bottom right uh every season but there's uh there's the other idea is to just add expansion teams every season right so uh, one has uh, financial uh, benefits the the uh, keeps the leagues open and uh, incentivizes the lower leagues and basically we don't have that problem with promotion relegation anymore but then again uh, just just allowing uh, opening up that uh, route for uh, promotion that if a lot of people are concerned that that might uh, discourage the teams which have already bought in, right? And and they would think that uh, okay, our investment is no longer. Uh, you know, we we pretty much invested for nothing, uh, so that way the money might sort of start drying up. If you if you uh, is is what I'm saying making sense to you right now?
2: Yeah, I I, I like I said I understand that argument. I yeah. really too. But again, uh, I would still argue in the long run, it actually will increase the value of the bigger clubs.
3: Hmm.
2: Remember, they've had a head start. Yeah. We should be way ahead of anyone else who's looking to come in. If that's not true.
1: Uh, Ah, I think that's. I think you're. you're... Yeah, I think you have, you have stumbled upon a quandary because uh, I don't think that that's very true in, in the well, well, practical sense. Well,
2: well, there you go then. So you made my point for me, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, no, it's, it's
2: like... <laughs> so, yeah. And then what I've said is we've artificially created this, right? We've created yeah. this situation yeah. because that's where the investor appetite was. So now it's being artificially protected. Yeah. I
1: understand why, right? So... So then, then there is this, uh, other, uh, sort of, sort of on the radical side, there is this, uh, idea that's floated around is to just mash ISIL and I-League together and suddenly you have an 18 team league, which I think is going to be competitive. It's going to be great to watch and nobody gets forcefully relegated. Uh, and then you have uh, two rule systems. So the, the teams which are paid in their franchise, if we don't get relegated, uh, and you have two clubs who have not Pay their franchise if you got are there by merit. Two of them get relegated, and uh, you promote two clubs from the lower league. Is that a, is that a fair solution? Do you think, or or like having two rules for uh, clubs in the same league it, it kind of creates more schizophrenia in the system?
2: I, I actually think it's not a bad compromise
1: to okay. be honest with you,
2: because it it does give that protection to those owners who've invested. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I don't think it's a it's a bad compromise, but you got to remember something um putting on the type of marketing and the standard of media and and in stadium experience that the i s l teams have to live up to costs a lot of money
1: yeah,
2: that's a big investment, and that's a big ask from i league teams too so if they're going to maintain that standard, you're asking i league owners to figure out how they're going to invest more, and I'm not convinced the sponsor revenue pool is necessarily going to pick up you know from the expansion is going to pick up. All that value right away from the sponsor
1: is, uh, uh, i i might I might wanna disagree with you slightly here because I've spoken yeah. to like there have been uh you know some i e club owners uh have uh expressed concerns over the time that the reason they can't get good sponsors is because uh they did not have a schedule or a list of matches early on No, no, no. That, the, that's a
2: different point I'm right. not saying that yeah. The the sponsorship in the ISL is more than the I-League, no doubt. What I said is I'm not saying just by expanding that all of a sudden it's a linear correlation that you're going to be able to cover up what you need. Uh, Right? Yeah. I still believe the amount you have to subsidize as an owner Mm -hmm. is going to go up because the Mm -hmm. standards and the demands are higher.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh in, in, in terms of logistical uh, expenses you think like better accommodation for players and uh, uh having a better uh structure within the club for management and the marketing and all that. By that you yeah,
2: the pitches. Yeah. I mean look at the pitches in the stadiums and yeah. you you have to play under the lights. You gotta yeah. turn those on, you have to have increased security, right? Mm. And mm. You, you know, the, the fee that whatever the clubs are paying is being utilized, clearly, mm. right? Yeah. Either this is a very high standard of production that uh, is going on for you guys. So, right, the coverage is really excellent. So, that has to get paid for somehow.
1: Yeah. So then, uh, you know, we we see the positives and negatives of both arguments. But uh, you know, we're still in the in the limbo because we don't know whether the the report is going to be uh, accepted finally. Uh, even even if that report is accepted, you know. Uh, federation will make changes before uh, implementing it so as a as a second division club owner it, do you think this this system uh, you know sort of uh, gives you your due for uh, being there and trying uh, for being there and competing uh, i should not have said trying but just you know being a part of the system uh, are the second division clubs getting their due uh, this this fixture aside this is a abnormal season uh, but you know Overall. Um, Look, we're no
2: different than all the clubs. Everybody wants more somehow. Yeah. But at the same time, um, like I said before, I still think the second division is great value for money. And Hmm. if your mission is to help develop younger players and build a football club and build um, a football uh, culture while kind of trying to make yourself sustainable, Mm-hmm. The second division is great value for money,
3: mm-hmm.
2: even with the format changes and the things that i you know have observations about yeah, so that's why we're in it if if, if I look at the comparative costs um you know we're we're getting uh, decent enough recognition and opportunity, and a lot of our players are getting a bigger platform, yeah so we see that contribution we're making mm-hmm. uh, you know I'm very satisfied with that. I'm always, obviously, though, like everyone else, hoping that over time we're able to get more out of it. Mm
1: -hmm. So it's all about uh, investing in the future. Uh, For us, it is
2: right now. I mean, that's just the approach I've had to take. I mean, um, like I said, it doesn't mean I wouldn't accelerate. But look, um, in this very long conversation we've had now, we've pointed out the fact that we're in a very uncertain environment, and even when you're in a certain environment, yeah. there's a lot of uncontrollable factors. Yeah. So decisions are incredibly difficult to make, and it has commercial implications. Mm. So I still feel, after everything we've talked about, that the best approach is, like you said, invest for the future.
1: Yeah, so uh, it, it's okay that if you, if you don't see a uh, uh, a direct path for now to go all the way up to uh, you know the, the, the big-ticket league, uh, would you be... Uh, I mean, how, how long would you be willing to carry on uh, without a pass to the top division if we have uh, a system where there is no promotion to the top directly? Don't know. Do it's you think... I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Because it just becomes antithetical to
2: ambition at some point, right? Yeah. But right now... We're getting a lot of satisfaction that we've been able to, in a short period of time, contribute some younger players mm. who were unknown
3: mm. and
2: also help some other players resurrect their careers.
3: Mm.
2: That's quite a bit for a, a new team and a new club in a city that has not ha- has had a very dormant football culture for many years. Mm. That's quite a bit of a contribution for us to make on the resources we have. Mm. And now we're quite satisfied that we're going to be contributing our infrastructure and we're quite satisfied that we are in operating in schools and teaching physical education to the mm-hmm. highest standard in the world now. Yeah. Now, when is it not enough? It's a good question, but certainly we wouldn't want it to be like this forever.
1: Yeah. But, uh, you know, it brings us back uh, last time we spoke, uh, we you spoke about the stadium that's coming up uh, and uh, mm-hmm. other plans. Uh, how how much has it progressed since then? Uh, do you think uh, if if uh, next season onwards uh, you have a full length uh, double leg uh, uh, second division league but that could be uh, organized on your own stadium? Yeah, it will be at our home ground. Nice, so it's uh, it, absolutely. So you're nearly there. We're breaking ground in a few months. Nice, so uh, it's it's all uh, then falling into place for uh, for uh, for hyderabad, uh and uh, you know slowly trying to build up uh, the football culture uh, that's that's been uh, you know that's sort of eroded over the years in uh, hyderabad uh, what do you, what do do you do you, do you really see uh, a response from the community uh, so far yet uh, you know the the old fans that used to be around uh, the football scene over there uh, are, you, are you pulling any of that old crowd back? And do you yeah, see any yeah, new yeah, crowd?
2: I mean, we're, we have a great following. It's very organic. Yeah, it's very local. It's very community oriented. Um, it's a long road, but people know us. We're in the city. We're in front of you know, like I said, we're in all these schools. We're in front of parents in the community. Children. Mm. Um, we have a lot of fans. We're uh, in that way. We're a very local club. All our youth teams are are kids from mm.
3: Um
2: and you know. Belling on our parts of Andhra, so you know. In that way, we're a very, very locally oriented club.
1: Mm. All right, it's been great to speak to you uh, once again. Uh, I think we've broken an hour. Uh, we did that last time as well, uh, and <laughs> we just uh, get into the detail every time we get down to it. Uh, so, thank you once again for speaking to us, and uh, best of luck for the season ahead. All right, Janji. thank you, thank you. Yeah, hope you hope you just uh, make the impossible possible and get into I League. <laughs> To
0: our best Cheers. Thanks. All right. That is some intense conversation. And, uh, yes, and, uh, if if you are also interested and in, uh, uh, you can also fi- find out uh, what's happening more on on the indian football scene you can uh, drop in your comments uh, you can share uh, whatever you like uh, feel free to let us know how how you uh, you know how this uh, uh, the afc fifa recommendations uh, might affect indian football uh, do let us know your thoughts on that uh, on that note uh, that is a wrap for today's uh, Indian football podcast. Uh, we will come back to you next week uh, with more interesting uh, conversations. If not, uh, chiranjeet will be back. Uh- so let us know via comments uh, what do you think about uh, the Super Cup uh, who do you think can be the winners uh, who can head into the semi-finals League versus ISL Alright, if you're listening to us on YouTube do not forget to like, share, subscribe and uh, you can also download IBM Podcast app which is available on Android and iOS uh, for many such shows like the TFG Union Football Podcast uh, the SoundCloud uh, uh, medium is also available if you would like to hear the podcast uh, SoundCloud and iTunes tunes you just have so many options to listen to us and uh, all right that's a wrap and we will catch you again next week till then bye as you can see we have a podcast listener in his natural habitat millions of years of evolution have led him to this point he's on his way to work and listening to podcasts makes his miserable day better He will now head to work and use all his knowledge to communicate with other colleagues and possibly future mates. You can find more of his species on ivmpodcasts.com, your one-stop destination where you can check out all the coolest Indian podcasts. Happy listening.